Hi, everyone. Welcome to Science Buffs, the ultimate podcast for STEM enthusiasts. I'm Sam. And I'm Abby. And today we're going to be talking about something super fun, and I'm biased because it's my topic. (laughs) (laughs) But Abby, what is new with you? Well, we were just discussing before we started recording (laughs) that I have no life updates at all. (laughs) And the only thing I could talk about was like a flat tire I got last week. Um, but I'll spare you the details. It's getting fixed tomorrow. So everything else it's is still not fixed. Calm. No, I had to go through like I went in. Apparently, they don't have my tires at the place that I went to. So I had to order them myself. I was like, can you just order them? They're like, no, we can't. We gotta have you order them and ship them here. So that took like a week and it's getting fixed tomorrow morning. (laughs) So I've been going crazy because I usually like to leave the house once a day. Now that I don't have a job, I'm like, I need to leave and see some civilization (laughs) once a day. (laughs) And I don't want to drive on my spare tire. So I've just been, I've just been sitting around the house. I suddenly understand your, I suddenly understand your text from yesterday where you're like, I need to get out and play trivia. (laughs) Where can I play trivia? Oh yeah. That's a life (laughs) update. I have been desperate for a trivia night like in an unreal sense I found that we have a Disney trivia trivial pursuit game and I made my husband (laughs) play it with me (laughs) it's like I'm so desperate for trivia but I can't go out there's no one that's around that will do trivia with me so I made him play and he he got on board and he liked it and then he beat me so but that's okay (laughs) he beat you at Disney trivia Yes. Oh, I'm going to need to Now, to be fair, down. I think I kind of, like, overcompensated because I thought he was going to lose. So then I ended up giving him some hints on some of the wedges that he got. Like, I'm not very good at hints. I gave him way too obvious of hints. And he's like, why did you tell me that? It's obviously this. <laughs> so I don't think he would have won normally. But, you know, some of them are hard, though. There's, like, a lot of obscure Disney things that I've never seen or heard of interesting and he has a better memory with that than me anyway he remembers kind of random facts about disney so i don't know but i lost but i got to play so that's good (laughs) that's wild yeah what about you it sounds like fun um not a lot is new i went to an abs game (laughs) yeah i did go to an avalanche game last weekend that was fun the avalanche destroyed don't ask me who they played i don't remember Oh yeah, okay. was it was just, like five to one. Who? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. But it was wow, like five to one. I think we're supposed game. to be good again. Yeah, we were... was it last year we won the Stanley Cup? I was just about to ask you. <laughs> I think it was twenty twenty two. Okay. Yeah. So that well, was twenty twenty four now. Oh it's my god! <laughs> no way. <laughs> Okay, so crazy story real quick, by the way. I do have a life update. It's not really a life update, but it's crazy. So I went and I got my nails done today. Okay. Sitting next to me was my high school AP lit teacher. Wow. (laughs) Do they remember you? Did she remember you? She does. But it's so funny because I couldn't do basic math. She remembered me and everyone who was in my class. She has a crazy memory. Wow. Um, I know. And she's still a teacher. So she's had so many students since me. That's impressive. And I couldn't remember the year I graduated. She was like, oh. I was like, I think like 10 years ago, she goes 2013, like 2024 minus 
2013 is 11 years did she remember that you graduated in 2013 her guess was 2014 she's like 2014 i think and i was like oh that's pretty close gosh yeah wow that's really impressive i feel like as a teacher you just know everyone i would not be able to keep that straight i know it was wild but yeah shout out to my ap lit teacher in high school (laughs) if you're listening to this you rock (laughs) yes well that's okay to an abs game those are always good yes it was fun all right should we get into it yeah let's do it all right the first clue is it has to do with aerodynamics okay um a plane <laughs> that sounded so excited a plane <laughs> well that's just such a lame guess because i know you're just not gonna do a plane in general you know so it's just like i know i got it wrong so i'm i'm sad about that it's like getting a trivia answer wrong <laughs> okay the second one okay. <laughs> moving past that disappointing guess um <laughs> it has significant it has historical significance um okay that's a pretty aerodynamics historical significance um the history of the f of a plane of a specific plane no (laughs) okay (laughs) and number three kitty hawk north carolina oh the first flight yes the right flyer wow that's gonna be awesome that was so it was a plane (laughs) it was a plane i guess yes all right i shouldn't have been so disappointed (laughs) i shouldn't have been so disappointed in myself (laughs) yeah if you guessed like ship or something i would have been really disappointed well i thought you were kind of doing something tricky like aerodynamics but it's really like you know the aerodynamics of a diver or something you know i don't know yeah fair something okay no that was good that was good okay so we're gonna talk about the right flyer today cool so um i chose this topic because i took a class in college um on like aviation history okay and and i loved it and then also i've been to kitty hawk which we're gonna talk about the significance really that's cool north carolina um and I've also seen the right flyer in person at the Smithsonian. I feel like you've seen Again, every plane. Sam, Literally, you've Sam seen every plane. Has seen a lot of planes. Yeah. You so, should do like on our Instagram, Sam's tour of planes she's seen. I should search, like, you know, on your phone, I think you can search by object, like pictures. I, if yeah, I just search take a plane. Of that and post it to our stories. We have to see how many planes you have on your phone. It's a lot. Um, yeah, so anywho, a lot of our, my sources are from the Smithsonian because that is where it currently is and it has a lot of great material on it. Um, there's only one technical like right flyer, but to, to give a little bit of a summary, um, the Wright brothers, um, Orville and Will inaugurated the aerial age with the world's first successful flights of a powered heavier than air flying machine so the right flyer is specifically the aircraft we're talking about was the product of a no you go ahead sorry say it again i I thought you were done in the sentence for a second did it call him will in the article no it says william but i just like isn't it it wilbur (laughs) 
Orville and, you know, Will. Okay, so Wilbur and Orville Wright spent four years of research and development to create the first successful powered airplane, the 1903 Wright Flyer. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, the Wright Flyer was, like I said, the product of a sophisticated, this specifically says, four-year program of research and development conducted by the brothers beginning in 1899. Oh, wow. After building and testing three full-sized gliders, and so a glider is not powered, um, and you're going to hear that term a lot, um, the Wright's first powered airplane flew at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Do you remember what year? 1903. Yeah, you did the math. Ooh, that's like for some reason a date that sticks in my head often. I don't know why. <laughs> like first yeah. flight, 1903. It's you know what's crazy get. to me is I often think about how we literally went from this, <laughs> like the very basic technology yeah. to, you know, what we have today and like F-35s and stealth Insane. aircraft in like 120 years. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I can't really comprehend that because then the first, you know, before that we went, whatever, over 1900 years without nothing, <laughs> without yeah. it. That's just crazy. It's crazy. I'm glad we live in this era though, so we can fly places, but. Yes, me too. And I picked this one also because I know that you, like me, maybe lean a little bit more towards interest in aviation over space, even though we both have an aerospace engineering degree. Yes. The so. math is much harder. Yes. In my opinion. So that was discouraging. <laughs> yes. Um, cool. Okay. So do you know how long the first flight was? Okay. I want to say it's like 12 seconds. 12 seconds. Yep. Let's go. That's amazing. You remember that. <laughs> I think I just read about this I, I must have just read about this like a month do you know or two how ago. far it went oh it was like not even a football field was it wasn't it 120 feet i don't okay, know how many feet go. is a football field <laughs> 300 or something 100 yeah. yards do you remember That's which brother was piloting oh okay no i don't but i'm gonna guess uh wilbur orville dang it <laughs> I know. The best flight of the day, though, was with Wilbur at the controls, and he covered 255 meters, which is 852 feet. That's my boy, Wilbur. (laughs) That's my boy, Wilbur. (laughs) (laughs) That's my Will. (laughs) Um, The Wright brothers pioneered many of the basic tenets and techniques of modern aeronautical engineering. So um, for those that don't know, aeronautical engineering is the study of aviation engineering, specifically aerospace, which Abby and I talk about frequently, is the study of both aeronautical and space engineering. So just a little bit of background. Um, But a big thing that they invented and that we still use today is the invention of the wind tunnel and flight testing. So testing before you actually build what you're going to build and fly it. And this was not only the breakthrough first flight of an airplane, but also equally important in establishing the foundation of aeronautical engineering. So that's a little bit of an overview. Very cool. Um, so 
Um, during the Wright's design and construction of their experimental aircraft, they also pioneered many of the basic tenets and techniques for, like I said, modern aeronautical engineering. And okay, so I'm going to give you 10 fun facts about the Wright brothers Ooh, um, leading okay. up to this. So it's kind of interesting. It's not specifically STEM, but I've always found these two interesting and my mom's going to laugh at me, but um, have you seen Drunk History? <laughs> <laughs> yes I have so they do an episode on this one and oh, it's my favorite that. one and okay um, I'm gonna watch that tonight <laughs> Jenna Fisher who plays Pam in the office is in this is in this one no way it's that's really like good. your perfect that's like your dream episode <laughs> it's that's really funny. good <laughs> yeah so I often I knew some of these facts because of drunk history <laughs> okay great. it's very informative actually it is yeah um, okay, so uh, number one, the Wright brothers were raised and lived most of their lives in Dayton, Ohio, um, and the family briefly moved to Iowa and then Richmond um, and before returning to Dayton, and they lived the rest of their lives in Dayton. Um, another fun fact is thanks to a coin toss, Orville was the first brother airborne, so your man Wilbur lost out. Oh, man. Um, but the brothers tossed a coin to see who would first test the right flyer on the sands of Kill Devil Hills in North Carolina. Older brother Wilbur won the toss, but his first attempt failed. Orville went second and actually managed to fly. So that oh. even though Orville <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> lost the toss, he, he won, still he's goes still down in lost. history. <laughs> yeah. Darn. So what got the brothers into flying? So a toy launched their flying obsession. So they're... Um, their dad actually or their father as they probably called him in the 1800s <laughs> instead of dad daddy-o <laughs> daddy <laughs> um uh brought them a present in like 1878 um that was essentially like a little toy helicopter that kind of like launched I mean it wasn't a real helicopter but it kind of right. had the aerodynamics of a helicopter that really made them excited about aviation um, another interesting fact, this one I think is very cool, is neither brother received a high school diploma or got married. Really? <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I, yeah, that is. They were too, too focused on their planes to get for, to focus on any women. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. That is crazy. Okay. Though. I, I did think that, I, I definitely thought they both got married, but. I, guess I remember that from Drunk History, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> that was one of the facts that's in there. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I know oh. this. Because of Pam. Yeah. Pam. Yeah. Um, the Wright brothers once printed a daily newspaper together in 1889. Um, they started a newspaper printing business, publishing a weekly and later a daily newspaper. They even designed and built their own printing press in 1892. They opened a bicycle repair shop to capitalize on the nation's obsession with bicycles at that point in time. That's funny. They're very entrepreneur entrepreneurial. Yes. And I found this interesting from an engineering front that they even designed their own bicycles with custom engineering features that are still in use today, like oh, oil wow. retaining wheel hubs and coaster brakes. Wow. That's cool. All right, how much do you think the right flyer cost? Like back in the day? Yeah. I have no concept of money back then. Okay, let me think. $11. $1,000. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> that's actually worse than what my I had my parents guess and they said like twenty dollars <laughs> I was like well you know one dollar back then is probably like a thousand now and it's just like some wood <laughs> oh my goodness okay that was a bad guess um okay here's another <laughs> fact <laughs> moving on <laughs> okay that was horrible oh because it was like powered right yeah I bet their gliders <laughs> are more like $11, and that's kind of what I was thinking of. <laughs> Take the engine out, and it's cheap. Yeah, oh it's just God. wood and some canvas, probably. Like, 11 bucks. It doesn't it? give me the cost <laughs> breakdown, or I would give you more information. <laughs> engine, $989. <laughs> Frame, 11 <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyway. Okay. Sorry, that was bad. Yes, okay, so... <laughs> this... <laughs> One astounded me, this next fact. So after the first day airborne uh, in 1903, the Wright Flyer never flew again. So the brothers made four what? flights in the Wright Flyer on that day. And as Orville and Wilbur stood discussing the... I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. As <laughs> Orville know. and Wilbur stood discussing the final flight, a sudden strong gust of wind caught hold of the aircraft and flipped it several times. Oh, no. <laughs> The aircraft sustained such heavy damage to its ribs, motor, and chain guides that it was beyond repair. No. Can you imagine, like, you worked for four years and you look away for five minutes and it's just destroyed. They're like, so on the last flight, really try to get up <laughs> at the right angle. <laughs> they just oh look God. over, tumbling down the beach. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. <laughs> Um, okay, and my favorite fact, which I had never heard this before, and I wrote, wow, next to my notes, <laughs> um, Neil Armstrong carried a piece of the right flyer with him to the moon. Whoa. So that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. So when another aeronautical pioneer from Ohio, Neil Armstrong, became the first man to set foot on the moon in 1969, inside his spacesuit pocket was a piece of the muslin fabric from the left wing of the original 1903 Wright Flyer, along with a piece of wood from the airplane's left propeller. That is crazy. Yeah, uh, I wonder wild. how they, so, so you said they have the original Wright Flyer in the Smithsonian, right? Does it yes. have the uh, the damage that it sustained or did they like repair it do you know i think it says on this article it's the original one i'm sure that they from what i remember it looked like intact so i'm sure they had to do yeah. some type of repair on it right yeah i don't see any notes on it i imagine but... they wouldn't just put the broken one yeah that actually reminds me, um, so some stats on the right flyer. It has a wingspan of 12.3 meters, which is 40 feet. Okay. Length is 6.4 meters, height 2.8 meters. Its weight was about 605 pounds. Wow. And yeah, it was composed of or made of, um, the airframe was wood. The fabric covering was muslin, which I mentioned, and okay. the engine crank case was aluminum. So oh. those are the three primary materials. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's some interesting facts about I the wonder, right I wonder how devastated they were when it like started blowing away <laughs> because I wonder if they just figured like at some point during today, it's going to get destroyed. Probably there was a pretty yeah. good chance. I would think 
Yeah, I was pretty, honestly, I was surprised when I did go to Kitty Hawk at kind of how big the hill is. I would probably mm. look at that and be like, this could go very poorly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of cool at Kitty Hawk. They have stones that denote how far each flight went. So you That's can see cool. it's kind of neat. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. That would yeah. be really scary if it is like a, you know, a high hill and you just were like, well, let's try just flying off of this thing, seeing if we float at all. <laughs> let's go. Terrifying. These early inventors, I swear, they had like no fear. I don't get how they do that. The one other interesting fact I read was their father specifically asked them, please don't fly at the same time because I don't want to lose both of my sons in an accident. Oh, God. So they only flew together like one time, but specifically they would never fly together because they knew it was dangerous. Well, that's a, that's probably a smart call. Yeah. But a little, a little grim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going to get into what the deep dive a little bit about the right flyer. Okay. So the Wright's success was rooted in their inventive method, um, their specific research techniques, innate skills, and personality traits, the Smithsonian notes, um, came together in a unique way and largely explain why they succeeded and so many others failed. So it was kind of interesting. In 1899, Wilbur Wright wrote to the Smithsonian, declaring his belief that human flight was possible, and he asked for any publications that the Smithsonian currently had on aviation research. Mm, okay. um, and so they, they sent some to him, which I thought, thought was interesting. So after collecting some reference material from the Smithsonian and some other sources, the Wright brothers began study, studying their predecessors, which do you remember um, Otto Lilienthal was one of his yes. predecessors? I, yes, I think so. Yeah, so um, he was a predecessor, so they studied that. Um, his as well. I'm trying to find notes. He was into gliders, but I actually think he passed away um, from an accident, a glider accident. Yeah, I think that sounds familiar. Yeah. Didn't they also do some, I don't know if it was Otto or the Wright brothers, but I feel like, did they go through a phase of doing hot air balloon stuff? That was or before was that the gliders. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we did, we, we learned this in our aerodynamics class. Remember, mm -hmm. we did that whole history yeah. section at the beginning. Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so after researching their predecessors, the Wright brothers decided to follow aeronautical, aeronautical experiments. This fancy guy named Sir George Cayley <laughs> um, led and reduced obstacles to flight to three broad categories. The first one being a set of lifting surfaces or what we call wings. The okay. second is a method of balancing and controlling the aircraft. So control surfaces and three is propulsion. Okay. Um, so the very first thing that the Wright brothers built was what they called the Wright kite in 1899. So less than three months after they got that research information from the Smithsonian, um, the Wright brothers had defined some requirements for a heavier than air flying machine and successfully built and tested a kite that incorporated many of these design features and requirements hmm. that they had, had made. Um, <clears throat> so they essentially discovered, not discovered, but invented what they call wing warping. 
Um, okay. So the Wrights knew that a pilot needed to control the lateral movement of the aircraft balancing the wings, um, which we now know as called roll or we call roll mm. um, for both balance and turning. And um, they were able to demonstrate this with their kite. Um, so they were able to kind of control its role um, by bending the wings in the way that they needed to. Okay, cool. You remember wing warping? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no. There's just like, so much of what we learned in college that I just have blocked out or forgotten. <laughs> You're like, remember the history section? I'm like, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no photographs exist of that specific kite. That's interesting. Um, I didn't realize that before. So one year later in 1900, they developed a glider. So, um, the rights next began to study aerodynamics and structures and preparation for building their first glider. Um, it was one thing to design a set of wings for a small kite, and then quite another to build one large enough to hold a person and launch yeah. itself into the air. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so at this point, they started um, trying to understand pitch control. So pitch is um, the up and down, uh, the nose up and down motion, while what we talked about previous was roll, which is right-left motion. Um, yeah. So they discovered or started trying to assess lift and what we now know as the center of pressure um, and controlling the center of pressure and what wing shape was ideal for um, their control surfaces. Okay. Oh, so here's where I'm going to talk about Otto Lilienthal. So um, the famous Lilienthal table, Otto Lilienthal was um, an engineer who was into gliders. And like we mentioned, he passed away from a glider accident, um, but he had developed a table um, based off of lift and drag characteristics. And it was based off of a single airfoil of his own uh, research. And it's essentially served as a starting point for many, many experiments, including Wilbur, Wilbur and Orville Wright, um, and essentially helped them to find coefficients of lift and drag. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was a big thing. Also, I remember seeing at Kitty Hawk was they have an actual book that Wilbur and Orville wrote from their tests in wind tunnels on deriving hmm. um, based off angle of attack, coefficients of lift and coefficients of drag. Okay. Yeah, Gosh, I can't believe they figured that out. That's isn't that so crazy? Impressive. I could barely learn it when someone else had it figured out and then taught me, <laughs> and they yeah. like figured it out first. Yeah, I know it's pretty wild. So another thing that I geek out about is the wind tunnel. <laughs> so I loved in college when we did wind tunnel experiments. Yes, but- those were so fun. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about that here. So in addition to building the world's first airplane, the Wright brothers pioneered the modern practice of aeronautical engineering, as we mentioned before, and central to this was the design of the wind tunnel. So their 1903-powered airplane and their wind tunnel should be seen together as the product of Wright's invention of flight technology. So previous experimenters had used wind tunnels, um, but Wilbur and Orville were the first to use one to generate specific data um, that could be used in the mm. design of aircraft. So actually recording the results um, mathematically and tracking. Wow. Um, different cool. aspects, yeah, of aerodynamics. 
Um, yes. So I have to scroll farther down. So another thing is making propellers, the propellers that they needed for their aircraft. So one of the most oh, yeah. innovative aspects of the Wright Flyer was its propellers. So they decided to treat the propeller as if it were a rotary wing. So hmm. they reasoned that the same physics that generated an upward force, which we call lift, on a curved surface in a flow of air would also produce a horizontal force, which we call thrust, when such a surface was positioned vertically and rotated to create the airflow. Oh, so that was like harkening back to their helicopter days. Yes. It's like, oh, they're... if we put it this other way, we can make thrust. Then we'll be good to go. Yeah. So that's a big one. Um, I think that in the future, it would be cool to, I'm going to do an episode on like the evolution of um, the engine air aviation engine. So I'm not going to talk about that much here, but cool. uh, Cause I I think that would be about that. Yeah. So I'm going to save that for a future episode, but those are some fun facts about um okay. the right flyer <laughs> my brain my brain stopped working for five seconds. Was, like, <laughs> I just can't get over how like these people that we learn about how smart they are like they, it's amazing when you just like have no baseline you know now if you're like oh design a plane we know what a plane looks like they designed a plane without knowing what, you know they have to crazy. like just they have to like discover all the math it's just yeah, fascinating exactly. I think doing the iterative process too of like actually testing something in a wind tunnel and then yeah. being able to track like you're moving your angle of attack by a degree, a degree, a degree, and you're right. able to actually track output at that time um, yeah. so precisely. They're very methodical like, about it. Yeah. Now, do you think you would have liked to hang out with Wilbur and Orville? <laughs> do you think they were like cool or do you think they were so, you know, nerdy that... It would have been I wonder. That's I'm gonna say that there's probably a reason that that they give it. Well, they were so focused, but like, were they so focused and just like antisocial? Yeah, I don't know. We should. I should look up like a psychoanalyst, psych <laughs> psychoanalysis <laughs> of Wilbur and Orville. Okay, have you ever do done those questions that make you like fall in love or? have you seen those no okay i think it was like a new york times thing that was like 36 questions that you should ask someone and you'll fall in love or whatever or get closer anyway one of them i I did it with with my husband like when we were dating and one of them is dead or alive who would you want to go on a dinner to like to dinner with to talk to and every time I learned about someone cool, I'm like, no, I think that would be my dinner dinner guy. I'm like, now I want it to be Wilbur and Orville because <laughs> I want to see what they're Just like. combined as one because they're yeah. brothers. It counts as one. Yeah, it counts. They're, basically, they're always referenced together. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, I just wonder what their personalities were like. They're just so smart that it's crazy. So I would, I would have dinner with Steve Carell. <laughs> really? That's your number one. <laughs> He's so funny. It would be a fun dinner, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Everyone drop a comment of who your dinner date would be. <laughs> Dead or alive. Who do you want to talk to? 
anyway and for more information on the Wright brothers go watch drunk history <laughs> yes oh my gosh i'm gonna do that as soon as we log off yes we have one well day. thank you everyone for listening to this week's podcast yes <laughs> make, sure to- <laughs> make sure to like subscribe follow rate us all the great things um thanks for watching and we'll see you next week bye everyone Ah.